Welcome to Candidate Conversations, a podcast where we talk to candidates and elected officials about their life, family, careers, and how they got involved in politics and decided to run for office. I'm your host, Andy Cole, and I'm joined today by co-host Meredith Maroney and our special guest for today, Madison County Mayor A.J. Massey. A.J., thank you for joining us. If you want to just kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you. Sure, yeah. Um, A.J. Massey was elected as Madison County Mayor um, August of last year and took off as September 1st, so um, obviously fairly new in the job. I'm a uh, pretty much, a, I got a siren going by in the background, you may hear. I'm downtown, so we have lots of traffic. Uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, 40 years old. I just turned 40 this last year and and uh, long-time Madison County resident, pretty much my entire life. I uh, went to private school until the ninth grade at University School of Jackson here in town, and then uh, Jackson Central Mary in high school. Went to University of Mississippi, where I tried to play a little football. And uh, came back to um, Union University and graduated there with a BSBA and uh, a few years later went back and got my MBA. So um, Madison County is where I am stationed, where my route is. Uh, we've had opportunities, my wife and I, to leave and seek other pursuits and different kind of uh, opportunities outside of the state of Tennessee even and have chosen to stay here uh, mainly just because of um, the ability to connect in Madison County is something like I've never seen anywhere else. Um, you're able to get what you need and find a connection somehow and people are just helpful and want, want to be a part of, of good things around here. So um, decided to uh, jump into politics and do that side of things. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your family. Um, you're married with kids, um, how, how that is and, you know, balancing that with serving. Sure. Well, the good news is uh, I've known my wife since we were 10 years old, I met her in Sunday school class and, uh, we started uh, going out, I guess would be the term back then, um, when we were in ninth grade and uh, really eighth grade and uh, really have been together ever since. We, we've, you know, t- took one one year long break in there and uh, but we got back together. And uh, so we've been together since we were literally in fifth grade. So we, we know each other pretty well. Our families know each other. And so I've uh, been married 18 years at this point. Uh, and uh, we have two two boys. I have a nine year old and a four year old. Uh, so we're kind of in the thick of raising children, which is, uh, is another dynamic we can talk about, but it's, 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 it's a wrinkle that I think most elected officials don't have to deal with because uh, most elected officials are, are at a stage in life where they're just past that point. Uh, so, so that, that's at a different dynamic. And like I said, the good news about being so long with somebody is we just know each other so well and understand kind of our life motivation and what we want. And um, she's able to be exactly what I need outside of this office uh, to vent and to, to kind of dump things on. And, and it's not, she's not guessing how I should respond. She knows how I should respond most of the time, just because she's, uh, she knows me so well. And she also understands the moods and the, and the things that are going on and, and different things throughout the day. So uh, like I said, 18 years of marriage, nine years of dating before that. So, you know, I've been with her uh, more than I have not been with her. So that's a blessing. Uh, my boys are great. My oldest is in public school here in, in Jackson and uh, my youngest is uh, not in school. He's just being a a four-year-old. So, and they're all boy top to bottom, uh, dinosaurs and snakes and that kind of thing. So, uh, which dad's good with, um, and all about the sports. So that's kind of where we are in life right now. So tell us a little about a bit about your education background. You said that, you know, you went to union and got your, well, you went to Ole Miss and then union and then, um, went back to union for your MBA. How do you think that has kind of helped you in your career before politics and now? Sure. Well, um, going to a public university, I think it was important because uh, a couple of things. Number one, um, just the size and the scale uh, going to a university like that. Uh, you are you are one of 20 or 30,000 students on a campus. So it's easy to get lost at the same time. The diversity is there. So you, you're going to find a group to belong to and you're going to find a, 
a group of similar beliefs. And, you know, uh, back then, University of Mississippi, you know, still had diverse groups and, and you know, kind of the non-traditional groups. And then they had the traditional groups and, uh, you know, faith-based and, and otherwise. And so you're able to find a group to, to cling to and be a, be a friend with. Coming to Union, obviously a lot smaller school, Baptist University, private. Uh, that that narrowed pretty quick, so those that that group of diversity wasn't there. Uh, but I'm glad I had it. I'm glad I was able to experience kind of what I call the real world, which is a public university uh, and a state university, and what really the real world is going to look like. I went to school with, with several people at Union that um, I, you could just tell as they grew throughout the years they they had never experienced the real world. They they had gone to maybe small private school in you know wherever state they're from. And then they came to Union, which is also a small, small private school. And you started to see this kind of bubble that they've lived in all their lives. And, and I think that's really a disservice to, to, to some. It would have been to me, at least, to not have the experience of understanding that not everybody that I deal with has the same faith and beliefs that I do. Not everybody around me believes in God. Not everybody around me is going to be kind. Uh, not everybody around me is going to want to help me. Some want to hurt me. And, and you see that in more of a public setting than you do in a private setting, at least my experience was. So, so that was important to have that kind of both sides of that coin. Uh, and then years later, going back for my MBA, um, the MBA program I went to was a two-year kind of, uh, it wasn't intensive, but it was a two-year focus. And it was able to give me real skills to put to work. You know, I think there's a lot of people that will say, you know, my, my MBA came from the streets kind of thing. I, I get my MBA from my from my day to day working. And I think there's some validity to that. But um, the usefulness of hearing from other professionals and uh, and the biggest thing is is analyzing decisions, analyzing data, uh, analyzing kind of all pieces of the puzzle. Uh, obviously, with an MBA program, most of them are collaborative and they're built around that for a reason, because that's what real world is. There's you don't write a paper on your own. You write a paper with six other students. Uh, and that is real world because it's very rarely, especially in the office I'm in now, I'm I'm never making a decision on my own. I have to collaborate. I have to get opinions. I have to get voices of expertise outside this office to make sure that I'm making wise decisions. So uh, the MBA program mirrored that really well. Um, and so here we are now. So could you talk to us a little bit about what you did in your career prior to becoming our county mayor? I know you said you got your MBA, you went to college. So in between college and your MBA and then your MBA and becoming our mayor, what did you do with your career? Sure. Uh, I interned with uh, Northwestern Mutual while I was in college. So I uh, was recruited to do that, selling insurance and investments. Um, so, uh, you know, that that was that was the, probably the best sales experience that I could have gotten. Um, very high, very intensive uh, focus on how to be a grown up, how to sell, how to look professionals in the eye and convince them that you are worthy of doing business with. And so, um, I, I, frankly, I, I was not that good at it. I wasn't motivated. I didn't have uh, wasn't married at the time, didn't have um, you know, my bills were very small. I lived at home. Uh, I didn't have a lot of motivation to go out and hustle. And so um, I, I didn't succeed in that world. During that time, I was able to, to um, another longer story, but was able to get into banking, uh, actually delivered a refrigerator. I was working for Lowe's trying to just make ends meet and uh, delivered a refrigerator to um, a guy that I actually live two doors down from now uh, who was working in the banking world. And I just happened to ask him about his t-shirt, his shirt he had on. And uh, he told me he worked at a bank. And so we ended up getting to know each other and brought in my resume. And and 19 year banking career later, he helped me get in my, my foot in the banking world. Uh, my my grandfather was a banker. And so I always understood uh, that banking was a job that was diverse and had a lot of opportunities in lots of different areas. If you're people focused, it's, there's opportunities there. If you're data focused, there's opportunities there. Uh, lots of different places to kind of plant and, and build a career. And so uh, that was where I was settled to be. I was I was settled to be a banker. I worked at three different institutions over 19 years. and. Uh, everything from uh, sales to marketing to management, 
um, to uh, PR, those kind of roles, and and uh, just got to know the community really well, was was pushed out into lots of events and being at every ribbon cutting and being at every conversation about community development and growth and, and started to see how big of an impact that our community decision makers had in my daily life and in our in our company's daily life and my family's daily life. And so um, started to just really focus on leadership in our community uh, from a distance, but uh, all while helping folks build businesses in town, buy houses, buy vehicles, uh, expand things and just help them actually physically do the growth uh, that they wanted. So I love banking. That was where my career is. And 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 that's where I, I love, I love finance and I love um, the, the numbers side of things as far as uh, financial reporting and budgeting and those things. I perk up when I hear those things at the same time, I can't, I can't do just that. I have to have the interpersonal communication. And so that's why it's fun to get to know businesses, how they operate, of course, what product they make or sell, but, uh, but also understanding how they built their business and, and what they desire to have going forward and being, being a resource for them. That's probably the biggest piece of being a banker. That was fun for me is, you know, every business owner knows their CPA's name. They know their attorney's name. Not everybody knows their banker's name. They know where they bank, of course, but they may not have a banker. And so that was always the fun part is I, I want to be on your list of important contacts. So when you have a question, just like you would with your attorney, you would pick up a phone and call. I want you to be able to do that with your banker. And so that was the fun part for me was to figure out how to prove uh, to be known, to be liked, and to be trusted with every client that I interacted with. So when you weren't banking or and when you're not um, working as the mayor, what are some of the hobbies that you like to do? Well, Children is a hobby, uh, you know, running, running them around town and, and just playing with them. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a goofball and uh, I'm the I'm the fun guy. I don't know if you are familiar with the Enneagram model. I'm a seven. So a sevens are all about fun and 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 uh, and keeping things lively. We don't like awkwardness. We like everybody to be having fun. And so my job to plan those things uh, outside of that, um, I love I love to read. Uh, I'll read really anything that I get my hands on, uh, mostly nonfiction. Um, and I, I read vacation is when I read fiction or the rest of the year is when I read nonfiction. And, uh, and then uh, I love to fish. Fish is my thing. I, I'm not a big into any other really outdoor sports other than uh, fishing. So if it swims, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll try to catch it. <laughs> um, so now kind of transitioning into politics, how did you decide that you wanted to get involved in politics from, you know, you were on the school board before being mayor. How did you decide to make that run and then make the transition into running for county mayor? Sure. Well, started on school board. Really, um, I had some people in the community who had seen me continue to show up to things and ask questions and be involved. I always made sure I showed up and voted. And, and my parents really kind of established that from a young age. Uh, I, I voted the first, first time I ever voted was I was at Ole Miss. I voted absentee uh, back here in Jackson in, in President Bush's uh, W's race. And uh, I remember thinking if, if, if W doesn't win Tennessee, it's going to be all my fault because I didn't do something right in the absentee ballot process. My mom called me constantly in the day of the election. Now you're sure you've mailed everything in? Yes, ma'am, I've, I've, I've voted, I've done my part. So from that point on, you know, I knew how important it was to vote and be involved. And I had some community members approach me and, and literally the quote was, um, AJ, you, you need to run for something. Uh, and, and I kind of put it off, but of course that, that started, that planted a seed. And I started thinking about ways to serve. And um, on it, ironically, when I looked at County Commission back then, that was not exciting to me. Um, when I looked at city council, wasn't exciting to me. I didn't want to talk about trash contracts and roads and I, it wasn't exciting. And so I had a four-year-old at the time. And so I thought, you know, there's a, just so happened my neighbor who uh, was on the school board, Bob Alvey for several years was, was vacating the seat. And I called him and said, Hey, 
do you think I should run for your seat? You think I could do this? And so I got some wise counsel from some good friends of mine. I met with three current school board members to figure out what that job actually looked like day to day, uh, what the stressors would be, what my opportunities to succeed would be. And and uh, figured out that this was a good avenue. I was very interested in school. I thought, you know, I, I can stay up late at night and read about school policy or read about um, school performance and not be bored. I may be bored on the other side, but I, I can get excited about schools because my wife uh, works in the school and my son was about to start school. So did that, um, served that well, and had planned on running for my seat again um, last year. And, and that was kind of where we were leading. Um, just so happened that I began to look around at other county leadership seats and, and kind of seeing where everybody was going to land. Um, last year, all of our 25 county commissioners all were up for re-election last year. Uh, trustee was up for re-election, circuit court clerk. Um, There's lots of things on the ballot last year. So uh, I looked at all those positions and decided, you know, that I was pretty happy with the way things were falling out. I knew some of the people running and was happy with it. But I looked at the seat of our county mayor and and uh, the one person who had said they were running up to that point, uh, just I didn't think represented me and my family in the best way. Nothing wrong. I didn't have anything against the man, but just didn't see him pushing our, our community forward in what has proven to be the wildest time in Madison County history, because we have so much industry, so much growth in this community and like we've never seen before. And frankly, I just wanted somebody that was going to be on their toes. And so I started asking around and um, I called some really wise friends of mine and, and said, hey, surely there's somebody that we can support that it's a better fit. And and um, and I kept getting, well, why don't you do it? And, or well, actually, we've been talking about you or, you know, so-and-so so mentioned that you might want to do it. And it had never entered my mind. But once again, a seed was planted and I started thinking about it. And through my efforts in 18, 19 years of banking and because of the PR roles that I had taken on, I just got to know a lot of people um, from my time in the private sector, in the private school here in town. My parents worked at the private school, so I knew all those students and faculty and staff. And then the, the public school experience for four years at JCM, I got to know a lot of diverse people in our community and then Ole Miss and then Union and then 19 years in banking. I just kind of gathered this this pile of friends uh, with no purpose, just because I, I've said to somebody, I just wasn't a jerk. I just tried to be likable and tried to be somebody who wanted to be, you wanted to converse with and, and be, be a friend and be friendly. And uh, so when I started thinking about this kind of group of support that I, that I thought I may have, it was pretty sizable. And, and so when I kind of put pen to paper and thought, do I have, how many votes is it going to take to win? And do I think I can, I can drum up that many votes? And the answer was yes. And through uh, about a month of intense prayer and 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 uh, seeking after some godly wisdom in, in my life, and Lauren and I decided to take the leap, um, the biggest issue was I was going to have to quit my job. Uh, I think that's a big risk for younger people getting into politics because especially a race of the scale that I ran, um, it was a full-time job. I could not have, I could not have operated in the bank and, and also run for office. So um, fortunately, I have a friend of mine, once again, that goes back to connections and having um, being friendly throughout the years. I had a guy that I grew up playing Little League Baseball with who called me and, and asked me to come help him, his company, and, and consult with some real estate deals and help him build his business here in town. And he said, I'm, I need you. I, I need this service. It's not a full-time job, but if you'll come do this for me, I will, I'll pay you a little bit And, and uh, if you have time. And so I was able to fit that in. And so essentially was able to feed my family during a campaign that I wasn't sure how I was going to end up. Uh, so I resigned my job in January of 22 and uh, became a full-time campaign guy and uh, and went about that. The The primary was in May and of course the, the general election was in August. So it worked out. Things are settled now, but uh, there were some scary times there in the beginning. So, you know, you ran for, you're 40 now. So you were in your mid thirties when you ran for the um, school board for the first time. And then 
you know, still in your 30s when you were running for county mayor, how many times were you told you were too young, wait your turn? Did that come up? I know when I ran for the state house several years ago, I heard it quite a bit, and um, especially running against someone who was very well established in the community and had been there, you know, been in leadership for quite a while. Did did you kind of get pushed back from a lot of people because of your age? 100%. Um, you know, I, I ran against um, a, a guy who had been in politics in town uh, for the last 30, 35 years. Um, he had relationships beyond my scope and my scale. Um, he had also been our county trustee for 12 years. And so he was kind of next in line to be um, to be ushered into that mayor's role. And, and once again, I just didn't think that was, I, I didn't think 12 years serving as trustee earned you the right to be our mayor. I just didn't think that that, that was all that it should take. I thought you should prove yourself worthy. And so I thought, I thought of nothing else. He needed a challenger, but uh, ironically, um, I actually got some phone calls early on from some people surrounding his camp that offered me his job. They said, well, if you, if you'll just let this other person win the mayor's race, step away from that, we'll help you get elected trustee. And, and you know, I, I don't, I don't like those games. And, and my answer was, well, I don't, don't want to be trustee. I, I want to be mayor. And well, but you're a banker. You'd be great as our trustee. You know, trustee's office is essentially the bank for the county. So, you know, you'll, you'll be great in that role. And, and then here in a few years, AJ, we'll help you become the next mayor. And, and I, I, it just felt really, um, it felt really, it just felt icky to me. <laughs> I felt like I was going to owe somebody something or that I was kind of getting in this whirlwind that I didn't want to be a part of. Um, and so uh, the main thing was, look, there was a lot of apprehension about what I was trying to do. Uh, people thought that I had been put up to this. Uh, people thought that I have, was being bought and paid for by a certain group. Um, these r- rumors started circulating and pushback about just because I was a I was a non factor before that point. I had not been super involved. I was on the school board, but school board is not a highly visible role. And, and uh, you know, I wasn't really proactive about publicizing what I did on the school board. I just did my job and went home and, and was building a career. And so I had not lined up my life for this role. So nobody knew what I was trying, quote, trying to pull. It's kind of like, what are you, what, what are you sneaking in here? When the reality was, I just wanted to lead and lead well. And, and I felt like there was an opportunity to do that and do that better than the people that had declared for the job up to that point. Uh, so I kind of saw an opening and I thought I had some some support. And frankly, Madison County, it's just proven this the last couple of years, was just ready for some fresh energy. And I'm not even saying ne- necessarily brand new, you know, landslide ideas. I'm just talking about fresh energy, just uh, not the same old, same old. And and I'm proud of the shoulders that I'm standing on. We've had great leadership in this community and I don't downplay anything they've done at all. Uh, but I also think that good, wise leaders understand when it's when you step aside. Um, now, as I've told Mayor Harris, who was my predecessor, I don't want you to go away. I don't want anybody to go away. I just want you to step aside. Just just step aside and come alongside me and, and support me and, and advise me and slap my hand when it needs to be slapped. But otherwise, um, let this new energy kind of take off and, uh, and help guide us because we are standing on the shoulders of folks that went before us and we can't downplay that. At the same time, and I think Mayor Harris is a prime example of that he chose after 15 years in office that it was his time to step aside, and uh, and so that was a wise move. I, you know, I I don't I'm not going to make any predict- predictions, but there will be a point. I don't know if it's two terms, three terms. I don't know. There will be a point where if I'm still in office, it will be unhealthy for this community. I will need to step aside, and I don't know exactly when that will be, but I hope I have wisdom in my life that tells me that AJ, it's time to cut loose and let somebody else take over.
So did you see any ways in which your age actually was an advantage to you when you were running for office and now that you are our mayor? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's age, uh, maybe a little bit of it, but um, I, I just, I, I I busted my backside. I worked, I worked as hard as I could. And I really do think I, I worked my opponent, uh, my opponents. Um, I, 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 I just worked really hard. And so I think having a little bit of youthful vigor in my side helped with that, um, you know, and, and frankly, this is, this is cheesy, but it's true. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing this so that my children have a place they want to stay when they have the choice to leave. And that's very cliche and sounds very politicky to say, but it's true. I want when, when my nine and my four-year-old in the next, you know, 15, 20 years have the choice to leave this community and live in Knoxville or live in Portland or live in Chicago, I want them to choose Madison County. I want them to stay here. So, so when I, you know, when I'm looking at going to that next event or raising that extra money or setting that extra appointment, but the night before I'm putting them to bed, that's all I needed was, was I want them to wake up in Madison County tomorrow. And I want them to wake up in a place that's safe and well taken care of. And I want our schools to be quality from private to public and everybody have what they need. Uh, so, you know, it was that motivation and looking at them. So part of that comes with age, just being of age to have children at that level. Um, but beyond that, you know, once again, being being somebody who didn't have a track record to necessarily lean on, I was a clean slate. And so I was able to I, my first really three months of campaigning. Uh, of course, I went to events and I raised money and I had fundraisers and things. But primarily, I met with every person that would meet with me of any if, if they knew more than four or five people, I wanted to sit down with them and talk. And I'm, I'm serious. I, I met with with everybody I could meet with. And really, all I was doing is I was doing three things. I was asking them for their support. I was asking them for for their support and, and their vote within their circle of friends. And then I was asking them to support my, my campaign financially. Um, and I set my goal was three appointments a day. So I was trying to get three appointments with people of substance who were well known and well respected in our community and convince them that I was the right choice. And so I, I, I pounded the pavement and, and I did that. What I didn't realize um, is how helpful that was going to be when I got to the debates and the forums later on in my campaign. Um, when questions were asked about infrastructure, or about in industrial growth or about the way our water and electric system works or uh, needs in the community about safety or I had answers at the ready because I had sat with really smart people who just kind of, cause I'd ask them, well, what do, you, what do you expect the mayor to do? What do you want your mayor to look like? What do you want your mayor to think like? What do you need from your mayor? And so people love that opportunity. They would just kind of dump these ideas out on me. And so, you know, I met with one, one prime example. I used it several times. I got to know one farmer in town um, that ended up being very influential. And I asked him, I said, can you get me a group of farmers from Madison County? I want to, I want to, I want to talk to more of people like you. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I'm sitting in a room with 25 farmers. Basically every farmer in Madison County is in this room. And, uh, and they told me things that I did not expect at all. I expected them to talk about taxes. I expected them to talk about, you know, maybe supply chain or some sort of industrial impact that that's on there. They talked about roads. Farmers talked about roads because of this high tech, high dollar equipment that they have traveling on and off our roads. If the roads aren't quality, they can't travel safely and they can't bring their product down these roads safely. It'll, you know, if the trees are too low, it knocks off some of the technology off the top of these, you know, things I never imagined would be their issue, but they said it. And so, you know, fast forward to two months later, I'm standing on a debate stage and, and that question comes up and I know exactly what their needs are. And I'm able to answer that with, with not just what I think, but what I know. And so uh, all those things were super important to be able to, uh, to, 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 to lead well and to, to come prepared. But once again, I think, I don't know if it's youth or just being too dumb to quit, but I, I just, I just wasn't going to stop until I had turned over every rock I, I could.
So as someone who left, you know, West Tennessee for a little bit, came back, Meredith also did for school, you're you're in a very unique position in Madison County with Ford moving in, one county over, and you kind of being the biggest outside of Memphis, mayor of the biggest county. How do you think, you know, looking at the people we've seen for quite a while, there's so many people that's our age that are not coming back. How do you see kind of your role as one of the younger people who's in a leadership position and helping encourage more people to come back to Madison and surrounding counties? Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, my job and, and and our city mayor's jobs are uh, to, to make Madison County and Jackson attractive. Um, and so when you begin to break that down and well, what does that mean? Who am I trying to attract? Um, if I'm trying to attract an older generation, then, you know, maybe there's a subset of things that they want and need. And so I need to put my focus there. If I want to attract attract a younger subset, well, what do they need? What do they want? And so that's where um, livability and, um, and, and infrastructure and fun things to do, frankly, um, things to occupy time. And those, those things, and it's not, you can't just say that. You have to say, well, what is that? Well, you know, uh, wine bars, um, you know, uh, bourbon bars, places where people can come congregate, museums that are that are attractive and that you want to bring your friends to when they come to town, uh, entertaining venues where there's more than just one thing to do. I can bowl and I can also play volleyball and I can have a drink or just a, you know, a steak with my friends. I've got a, a park that I can take them to that's attractive, well-maintained and safe. All those things that, that make living fun uh, all while driving and keeping the cost of living down. And that's part of keeping taxes low um, so that when you're buying houses or you're moving somewhere and, and you can pay, let's say, $150 a square foot in Madison County versus going to Davidson County, we're going to pay $350 a square foot. Um, and you can just buy a lot more house here. You might actually have a backyard in Madison County when you won't wherever else you live. And so little things like that, our job is to keep all those things positive and leaning towards positive and moving towards positive for uh, for the future generations. I, I, you know, I talk about opportunities for, uh, you know, Mayor Conger and I talk about this often about, you know, we have the ballpark, we have the, the sportsplex, which has, you know, ballparks here in town that travel ball teams come in. Uh, well, there's a tremendous appetite for, for soccer complex in West Tennessee. How can we do that? With that comes young people. With that comes visitors to our community that may want to move here or at least visit here and pay, pay some taxes, you know, put insert some dollars. Um, that's why we're working our tail off to get things like Great Wolf Lodge that's on the cusp uh, that I'm, I'm about 90% sure is going to land. You know, that's that's something that I'm excited about. I mean, like I said, nine-year-old, four-year-old, and I act like a nine-year-old, so I can't wait for the water park to get installed. Uh, so all those things, I think it just changes the way you think, um, all the while realizing that there's other things in our community that may not be my cup of tea, but I know that a subset of our community values that uh, and, and really enjoys it. So once again, we have to make ourselves attractive to the audience we want. And, and I think there's some basics there. Got to have quality infrastructure. Got to have cost of living low. You got to be safe. Uh, you do those things. That's going to pretty much make everybody happy. Then beyond that, you start thinking about what's going to attract. I mean, it's just like fishing, right? Like I mentioned earlier, you got you to use the right bait. If you're not using the right bait, you're not going to get a bite. And you have to change. You have to test. And you have to ask other fishermen. And you have to use past experience. And you have to gather data to see what bait to use that day or that time. Same thing here. What attracts the fish I want to catch and how do we put that in place? You mentioned Mayor Conger and then we've got, you know, Mayor Joseph Butler, one county over, um, Representative Brock Martin, one county over. How, you know, you're got a lot of younger, newer energy in the area. Do you think that's a big advantage um, and going to help kind of spur more 
people to kind of get involved that are younger and bring in that different um, mindset where I think, you know, for a while, especially in rural West Tennessee, it was really run by people who weren't younger. Right. I hope so. Um, You know, our our average age of our county commission, uh, I haven't done the math. I probably should. But uh, the average age of the county commission dropped quite a bit this last term. Um, we, we elected 10 new county commissioners. Like I said, we have 25. We actually, there was 11, but he had previously served. So he's not really new. He's just back again. Uh, but we had, we had 10 new county commissioners, uh, and, and several of them, there's a few that are younger than I am. Um, there's a few that are around my age. And, and then we have some folks that have been here a long time that, that were there as well. But once again, that, that just brings longevity. It brings, um, a different, a different set of facts and data and information to the table. Um, but yeah, having the, having those folks surrounding you that are going through the same thing you're going is, is that solidarity is, is strong. Uh, matter of fact, during my campaign, a, uh, a local resident, um, I, I had never met Joseph Butler. I'd never met uh, representative Martin as well. And they're both running for election the same time I was Joseph Butler was running for a second term and Brock Martin was brand new and, and uh, a local Jacksonian got us together. I didn't know these two men and, and we met at Doe's eat place and they came down to eat tamales and talk, talk politics. And so I got to know those two guys before, I was even elected before Representative Martin was, and and uh, I'm telling you what, having those guys, especially Joseph, that that's done this one term and understands the ins and outs is is great. You know, we've got we've got a young mayor in Gibson County, we got a young mayor in Henderson County, um, and and they're all they different backgrounds. We're all very different, but we're all kind of in the throes of what, we're all working to see what we want to see in 20 years, and we're going to be here to see it in 20 years, hopefully. And so, you know, that's the idea is that we're planting seeds that we're actually going to get to see come to fruition. Uh, so it's important to have a uh, matter of fact, um, I talk to Joseph probably once every couple of weeks, uh, Brock and I text back and forth quite often. I love to text him when he's on the floor. Cause he'll actually respond to me. So if I'm seeing some drama on the house floor, I can, I can pick on him. Uh, but, but it's, it's great to have advocates and friends like that, that have, have similar values, but also just are in a similar life situation. And we're just all kind of trying to figure it out together. So while on the campaign trail or since becoming our mayor, do you have any funny stories or funny moments that you can share with us? Well, uh, one comes to mind. Um, I'm a big Second Amendment guy. Um, I believe that that's that's vital. I don't think any of the other amendments or rights are really held in place without that second one. Uh, So uh, that was pretty well known throughout my campaign, or at least I intended that to be the case. Uh, Well, there's a state statute that says uh, any building where there is a courthouse in the building uh, is a gun-free zone. Is you're not allowed to carry a weapon in the building. I don't like that. I don't like gun-free zones. Uh, the statute used to say that if there was court um, in the courtroom, there wasn't a weapon allowed. So this, I, I'm in a three three-story courtroom. Our Chancery Court's on the second level. So uh, you know, back before the statute changed, I think it was 2017. I think you could carry a weapon anywhere in this building uh, except for the courtroom. So there was a metal detector outside the courtroom. Well, now since that statute changed, they moved the metal detector to the bottom floor. It's hideous. It's a big metal box in the middle of the lobby. We've had to close two of our entrances because we have to control the flow of how people come in and out so we can push them through that metal detector. We have two sheriff's deputies that are full time that sit there and and scan folks. I just don't think it's welcoming. I don't like it. I wish it wasn't there. And so I started asking questions. I asked one of my employees what we call the West Wing, which is my side of the building upstairs. I asked one of my employees up here. I said, hey, can you just kind of bird dog why that why that machine is there? Why isn't it still on the second floor? Help me understand why that choice is made. So he started asking questions and he got me a like I said, that everything I just told you just came from him and and state statute and gave me all the information. Well, I was in Nashville for 
some training and um, little known to me, they actually took part of the metal detector down to do some repairs on it. Uh, I had, that was not my instruction. That was an IT thing. The, the, the motherboard on the screen had gone out. So they were changing the screen. Well, it word got around the courthouse that, that Mayor Massey had taken the, the metal detector down and that I had just, you know, made that call and I, and I was putting everyone's life at risk. And uh, next thing I know, I, and I don't, I don't find about this out about this until I got back to town, but uh, there was a petition going around against that decision and against me in the courthouse. There was an uprising of uh, Mayor Massey doesn't care about our safety. And my favorite part of the whole story, one, one employee on the ground floor told one of my employees that shared with me, uh, well, if Mayor Massey doesn't, doesn't care about my safety, then I'm just going to be carrying my gun to work with me from now on. Exactly. That's exactly what I want you to do. <laughs> I want you to have the right to bring, I don't want this to be a gun-free zone. But it was just funny that I had nothing to do with, with this metal detector being offline for a little while. But the, the, the perception was, is that I was, I was, I didn't care about anyone and I just was inviting violence. Uh, and so once again, that was not my intention. We, we can't take it down that state statute. We're working through that. Um, I've, I've petitioned the government to have that changed. Uh, and that didn't happen this, this, this uh, session. We'll see if we can get it done next session. But, uh, you know, I, I, I want armed security in our building. I want to make sure we're protected. Um, but I also want this to be a place where um, we can do business and we can protect ourselves as necessary. So, but that was kind of funny, you know, people, that was within a month of being in the office. And I guess they thought that I was just going to come in and bulldoze old rules and, and that I didn't care about anybody, but it was, couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, and there's been some misconceptions like that. And it's really just, you know, everybody's just trying to figure everybody out. What's this new guy want? Uh, what's he think? Um, but overall, the, the perception has been great. And, uh, you know, there's lots of hiccups along the way, but so far where uh, the building's still up and, and we're still good. Thank you for listening to Candidate Conversations. I'm your host, Andy Cole. Follow Tennessee Young Republicans on social media and donate on our website, tnyoungrepublicans.com. Please join us again for the next episode of Candidate Conversations.